0: Obrigado.
1: to see all of you here tonight. And uh, we want to welcome you to our service. We're glad uh, we're going to have a great time tonight. we got a really awesome program put together. We know lots of you, uh, this might be your first time here, so we want to welcome you to Amazing Grace. And uh, we're glad to have you as part of this Christmas Eve service. Give all our guests a warm welcome, would you? Amen. Awesome. 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 I want to read a passage of scripture to you. And this is out of um, Isaiah chapter 9 and verses 6 through 8, and this is what it says. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, and of the increase of his government and peace there will be no end. And upon the throne of David and over his kingdom to order it and establish it, With justice and judgment from that time forward, even forever, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. So we're going to pray, and then we're going to get right into the music part, and uh, we have several speaking parts. You did have speaking parts, just when someone's done with the song, you go ahead and come up, you're on to the next thing, and so we just keep the rotation going. Father, we thank you tonight that we can gather to honor the King of kings and Lord of lords, your birth in this world. We are so grateful, Lord God, for your peace, because you are the Prince of Peace. And Lord God, I speak peace over every heart, over every man and every woman here today. Lord God, whatever they're going through, whatever they're facing, Lord, we recognize that there are some here today that this week has not been a good week for them. This past week was tough. But Father God, I thank you that you are the God of all comfort who comforts us no matter what season we find ourselves in. There are things that we can trust in, and that is to trust in you. With all of our heart, lean not to our own understanding. and all our ways, acknowledge you and know that you will direct our paths. And so we choose to do that here tonight in Jesus' name. And all those agreed said, amen. amen.
0: To heaven's King on earth here with us joy awakening at your feet we fall angels sing praises ring to the newborn king peace on earth here with us joy awakening at your feet we fall angels sing, raises ring, to the newborn King. Peace on earth, here with us, joy awakening. At your feet we
2: How are you guys doing this evening? Awesome. All right, so I have Luke 2, 1 through 7. At the time, the Roman emperor Augustus decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. This was the first census taken when Quirinius was governor of Syria. All returned to their own ancestral towns to register for the census. And because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. He traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee. He took Mary with him, whom he was engaged, who was now expecting a child. While there, the time came for a baby to be born. She gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him Snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available for him.
0: This child that you delivered Will soon deliver you Mary, did you know That your baby boy Will give sight to a blind man? Mary, did you know That your baby boy Will call the storm with his hand? Did you know that your, your baby, baby boy who walked where, where angels shot. When you kiss your little baby, you kiss the face of God. Oh, Mary, did you know? <laughs> The blind will see, the deaf will live, the dead will live again. The lame will leave, the dumb will speak, the brain will Mary, did you know that your baby boy was Lord of all creation? Mary, did you know that your baby boy but one day ruled the nations? Did you know that your baby boy was heaven's perfect lamb? This sleeping child you're holding is the grave I ah, yeah.
3: Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 20. That night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them, don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah of the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, in the city of David, and you will recognize him by this sign. You'll find a baby wrapped, snug, wrapped snugly in strips of cloth, lying in a manger. Suddenly, the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Let's go to Bethlehem, let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph, and there was the baby lying in a manger. After seeing him, the the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherds' story were amazed. But Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. It was just as the angel had told them.
0: A star to a place unexpected, would you believe? After all, we've rejected a child in a manger. Lowly and small, the weakest of all, unlikeliest hero. Wrapped in his mother's shawl, just a child. Is this who we've waited for? How our gifts to the newborn Savior, all that we have, whether costly or meek, because we believe. Gold for his honor and frankincense for his pleasure and myrrh for the cross, he'll suffer Do you believe. Is this who we've waited for? have become the least of me for you
4: Good evening. In the book of Matthew, chapter 2, verse 1. Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the last days of Herod the king, magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born, the king of the Jews? For we saw his star in the east, and we have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all of Jerusalem with him. Gathering together the chief priests and the scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. And they said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for this is what has been written by the prophet. And you, Bethlehem, the land of Judah, are by no means the the least among the leaders of Judah. For out of you shall come forth a ruler who will shepherd my people. Then Herod secretly called the Magi, And determined from them the exact time the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem. And he said to them, go and search carefully for the child. And when you have found him, report to me, so that I too may come and worship him. After hearing the king, they went their way. And the star which they had seen in the east went over before them until it came and stood over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy.
0: this time of year It's Christmas time There's something in the air There's a little bit of heaven everywhere Somehow there's a little more love And maybe there's a little less of us Or maybe we're just slightly more aware There's a little bit of heaven everywhere It's the smile on a man who has finally found hope It's the tears of a mother whose child has come home there's a little bit of heaven everywhere it's funny how it takes a holiday to show us how the world could truly change if we We have heard on night Sweetly singing o'er the plains There's a little bit of heaven everywhere. Angels, we have. The scripture that I have to read for you tonight is 1 Timothy 1 15 through 17. And it says, It is a trustworthy statement, deserving full acceptance, that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, among whom I am foremost of all. Yet for this reason I found mercy, so that in me, as the foremost, Jesus Christ might demonstrate his perfect patience as an example for those who would believe in him for eternal life. Now to the King, eternal, immortal, invisible, the only God, be honor and glory forever and ever.
5: Amen. Good evening. This is Ellie. One of our seven grandchildren, and uh, she decided tonight she wanted to come up. Did you want to say something to anybody? How about Merry Christmas? Merry Christmas. (laughs) You know, the Christmas season is all about giving, loving, it's about family, it's about friendship, it's about reflection. It's about looking around us, and as I look across the congregation tonight, I see families grouped together. I see um, moms and dads that are elated that their children are here, that their grandchildren are here. I see people that are here that are just so excited that it's the 24th, and stores will be closing soon. You know, we've spent some time doing a lot of shopping, a lot of thinking. Pastor was telling me that he was at Meyer earlier today, and he said you should have seen the frantic look on people's faces as they were mostly men, walking by different displays, picking up stuff and putting it down, walking away, and hopefully they've settled on something, or maybe not. But as we think about the greatest gift has been so beautifully sung about tonight that God so loved us that he gave. And so I'm up here tonight to receive tonight's offering. And um, we always do this on Christmas Eve. Um, We just take the time to reflect over what God has blessed us with did you lose your candle too? There you go. What God has blessed us with over the year. And it's an opportunity for us to say, take a deep breath and say, thank you, God. Thank you, Father, for what you have done for me. Not just, and I'm so thankful for the son. Jesus Christ. And if it wasn't for him, the blessings that I've received this year would not have happened. And so I want to say to you tonight that if it wasn't for Christ, the Messiah, the one that we're celebrating, the blessings that you have, that you're experiencing tonight, would not be possible. Amazing Grace Church is a church that we believe in reaching up and reaching out. What does that mean? That means that we reach up to the Father God and then we reach out to the world. We are about the world. We're not about just these four walls. We're about making sure that the world hears the gospel that you're hearing about tonight. So we reach out not just to Wheeler. And You want to go down with Mama? You can go down with Mama. Oh, I can't hold you. <laughs> but not only are we reaching out to Gratiot County, we're reaching out to seven other counties around us. And then not just to our counties, but to our state, not just to our state, but to the nation. And, but then we also go to the world. We reach out to the Mideast. We reach out to South America, to the Philippines, to the world beyond just these four walls. And that's what your gift is going to do. And we're, we're about multi-generational. We're about kids. We're about the youth. We're about the young adults. And we're about those that are not so young adults. And so tonight, if you would like to give a gift to Amazing Grace Church to send the message to the world, you can make your checks out to Amazing Grace Church or AGC. And the envelopes are in the back of your seat. And we're going to pass the buckets um, or the baskets, I guess is what they're called. And uh, and as we um, are singing, aren't they doing a wonderful job tonight? Amen. So, um, yeah. So go ahead, ushers. You guys, ready? One, two,
0: three. Four. Hey! Hey! Thank you. The herald angels sing, Glory to the newborn King Peace on earth and mercy
2: Come down,
0: King of Heaven, come down. Let your glory reign, shining like the day. King of Heaven, come. the sign Bow to babe on bended knee The Savior of humanity Unto us a child is born Sing love, the light of the world, give it for.
1: seated. Awesome. Give them a good hand. Didn't they do great? Wow. Excellent. Hey, uh, Greg, if you'd turn the house lights up for me for just a minute while they're getting their seats, if we could do that. Sorry, Buzz. <laughs> we want to, uh, of course, I've got all my kids here tonight, which hasn't happened for seven years, so that's kind of awesome for me. Amen. And uh, glad to have them here. And then, um, I don't have all the grandkids here, but we'll have one of them that's not here with us here pretty soon. And then I also want to acknowledge tonight that um, Hank Glazer's here with us. who You know Hank has been through a battle, and we're just glad to have Hank back. Amen. And then in the back of the building is Chuck Clark, who came out tonight to be with us. Amen. Amen. Awesome, and so we're glad to have you guys, have you all here with us to be a part of this service. And Greg, you can just leave the lights up; is fine. That's okay. I can do this. So Sharon told you she, she was stealing a little of my thunder today. You know the I had I was not at Myers buying Christmas gifts today. So just so you know, uh, I already got all that taken care of over a week ago. And uh, awesome, praise the Lord. And uh, but uh, you know, gift giving the perfect, I called this message the perfect gift, and just that struggle to come up with the perfect gift. And, you know, you'd think that, that Santa Claus would get it right, but I read some letters. These are actual letters that were written to Santa, um, and this is what one of the kids wrote to Santa. These were in psychology today, actually. Uh, Dear Santa, if you bring presents with batteries, please bring batteries. Thank you. Uh, here's one. this is now th- th- this is a little scary because this one says, "Dear Santa, I have Rudolph. this is proof." And he put a little box with half a red nose in it. He said, "Bring me these toys or I'll send the rest of him. I believe this kid's going to need some help in the future. He said, don't try anything funny. I want Dance Dance Revolution, all the dolls in the world, a new bike that's red, and anything else I ever want. Here's one that wrote to Santa and said, these are actual letters now. Two years ago, Santa, I asked you for a Lady Gaga doll, and you brought me a baseball. Last year, I asked you for a Lady Gaga doll again, and you brought me a baseball bat. This year, once again, I'm asking you for a Lady Gaga doll. If I don't see, if I see any baseball-related items under the tree, I ha- will have no choice but to hunt you down like an, the ignorant reindeer that you are. Wow! And then he goes, "Capiche?" How does the kid know to say "capiche"? But anyways, he said, "Don't make me come to your house." Merry Christmas. All right. This kid, Alfred, wrote. He wrote to Santa and said, Dear Santa, you did not bring me anything good last year. You did not bring me anything good the year before that. This is your last chance. (laughs) Then I love this one because this kid, he really had thought this out and how he was going to try to play Santa. So I just want you to listen to what he said to him. He said, Dear Santa, I'm a 10-month-old baby. And I'm writing because my mother has been sending out my Christmas list to people, and her list does not in any way represent the things I really want. Now, a 10-month-old baby is writing this, right? And I know you're ready to make the joke about 10-month-old babies and how all we want is the wrapping paper and the boxes. Touché, Santa. Touché. (laughs) We do, of course, want those things, but I have a number of additional things I want very badly. My list is enclosed below. Have a lovely holiday. Signed, a 10-month-old baby. Interesting, huh? One kid wrote Santa and said, my dad has my Christmas list, Santa. Please text him. I don't know. You know, kids, this is pretty amazing. But it sounds like a lot of these folks were disappointed. As Sharon was telling you today at Meyer, I mean, I'm there picking up some food and I had to go back and get a printer cartridge. And while I'm back there, I'm watching some of these guys. They look like they're the walking dead. I mean, they're just going through. They're just so discouraged, so just dis- in despair, trying to figure out How to get that perfect gift. Have any of you ever had that struggle before? You're just trying to think, what is, what could I do? Now, I know some, you know, the easy way out, of course, is just to give a card with some money on it or just to give cash is always great, right? And uh, those are great gifts to give to people. But there is something to be said about that you put thought into a gift for someone. There was a Best Buy commercial that used used to be on. It said this, the guy goes in Best Buy and says, what is the best gift for my wife that she will say, perfect? Now, in my thinking, it's an 85-inch TV set, right? I mean, that sounds really awesome. But, uh, you know, it, it's something when we talk about the perfect gift. The perfect gift is not always what we want, but it's what we need. It's what we need. You know, when we used to go to Sharon's grandmother's for Christmas on Christmas Eve, One grandma, her grandmother, notoriously, when you went there, you knew exactly what you were going to get, socks. You're going to get white socks. That's what she gave every single, to all of the boys, white socks, because she just felt like everybody needed, all the boys needed to have socks. And so that's what we would, those were our presents. You know, the gift, the, the gifts that we receive, when we receive them, there's something attached to them and to those gifts. And that is the person that gives those gifts to us because it has their their empathy to us. It has their feelings of love to us. And uh, so I just had a couple of points. I'm not going to keep you long here tonight. But uh, the first one is is that to give the perfect gift, you have to know the one you're giving to. You have to know the person. You know, and I, I mean, look, I beg, Sharon, tell me what would you like? Because I want to do something for you. And she's always like, well, you know, we'll just do this for the kids. We'll just do, take care of the grandkids. I said, no, yeah, I want you to tell me something that you would like this year. And so I want to get her the perfect gift. I want her to open her gift tomorrow, and I want her, when she opens it up, I want her to be able to look at me and say, you are the best husband in all the world. But can I tell you that there have been a ton of gifts that I gave her that I got back from her? What's this? <laughs> What's this. See, in Matthew chapter 6, and verse 31 through 33, this is really powerful, Jesus speaking. He said, look, he said, don't worry, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For after all these things, the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly fathers know what you, that you need all these things. He said, but listen, if you'll seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all these things shall be added to you. You know, God the Father, He knew what we needed. He knew the gift that we needed in our lives, and that brings me to my second point, and that is out of James chapter one, verses seventeen through eighteen, and that the perfect gift is created in the heart before it's given with the hand. The perfect gift is created in the heart before it's given with the hand. You know, if you look at our Christmas tree, and I'm sure it's like a lot, like many of you, there's ornaments on that tree that our kids made for us, right? I mean, it's just things that, you know, things our grandkids made, things our kids made. The best, truthfully, the best gifts that I have received through the years was a scarf that was made for me, or it was a picture that was put together, or it was a card. And I have a drawer. I keep a bunch of that stuff. I keep all those cards in. And, uh, but the, the, it's nice when you get a card from the store, but it's nice when someone, one of your kids or one of your grandkids is taking time because what does it tell you? It tells you it came from their heart before it was given with their hand. And see, that's what God does with us. See, Christ is that perfect gift that is given to us. He's the, he's the gift that, that God gave to us, that perfect gift. Listen to this out of James chapter 1, verse 17 through 18. Every gift, this is out of the Passion Translation, every gift God freely gives us is good and it's perfect streaming down from the father of lights who shines from the heavens with no hidden shadow or darkness and is never subject to change God was delighted to give to give birth by the truth of his, to give us birth by the truth of his infallible word so that we would fulfill his chosen destiny for us and become the favorite ones out of all of his creation it's interesting as you look at it in the King James Version it says, that every good and perfect gift cometh down from the, every good gift and every perfect gift cometh down from the Father in heaven whom there's no variableness or shadow of turning. There's two words that are gift that are used for the word gift there. They're totally different in the Greek language. The first one is saying that every good gift, that the heart of the one that gave the gift, his heart was good to us. You know some people look at what God has given to us like it's a burden that well if I believe on Jesus it's just going to be a burden to my life but can I tell you that when I received Christ into my life it wasn't a burden to me but it lifted a burden from me that it set me free from a heavy load in my life of anger and frustration and disappointment and fear and all those things and depression because I received because it was a good gift what God intends for us is good not bad He's not, trying to, he's not trying to bind us up in life. He's trying to set us free in life. And that's the good gift. So the gift that God gives us is a good gift. And then it goes on and it says there that, that it's a perfect gift, that it's absolutely the perfect gift that we need in our lives. You know, when we talk about what is, what did, why did Christ come, John tells us very clearly why Christ came. He came to give us eternal life. Now, for some, that just sounds like, well, he just came so I wouldn't have to go to hell. But that's not the real reason. That's only part of the reason that Christ came. The real reason he came, and Jesus said it himself, is, is that eternal life is that you can know God, the Father, and his Son, Jesus Christ. That's what eternal life really is, is to have a divine relationship with the divine, with the divine God. To walk in a relationship with God, to know him personally, to have him as part of your life. That's a good gift. That's a good gift for us. Now, I know tomorrow some of you are going to open up your gifts. Maybe there'll be some stuff there that you didn't think was such a great or good gift. And I might have blown it this year with my wife, so I repent in advance if I did. But I want you to know that no matter what the gift was, it came from the heart. It came with thought. It came from what I thought that you would need. And that's what God says to us. My perfect gift for you comes from my goodness towards you, the love that I have for you. See, the Bible teaches us that it is the goodness of God that leads us to repentance. Sometimes we think that if we were to hear that from some, it's the wrath of God that makes us come to God. But it's not the wrath of God. It's the goodness of God. It's because God is good and because God is good all the time. And because there is no variableness, I like that. Because variableness means you can't change. You might think he's different, but he isn't any different. He's the same good God that he's always been, and he wants to be good to you and I. So here's the thought. Last point: the response to the perfect gift. What do we do? It's twofold. Number one, you got to receive it. You got to do that. You know, you have to receive that gift. You have to receive the gift for your life. What God is giving to you. And and when you and I, when we receive that gift into our life. That means that we're saying, yes, I want that. I want that for me, and I want that in my life. But, but let's take it a step further, because I know there's a bunch of folks here. You're out on a Christmas Eve service. You've already asked Christ into your life. But what's the second part? Well, see, what God wants us to do, and the greatest gratitude that we can show back to God for what he has done for us, is, is that you and I would share his gift with others. We would share his gift with others. I'm not telling you that we go out and we preach to every person that's out there on the streets and we tell people. I'm talking about that we let our lives, that we go forth and we help people that are in need, people that are struggling, people that are going through tough times right now, that we give a word of encouragement. That when we go to the grocery store, that we don't forget the clerk that's putting the extra hours in over the holiday. We don't forget the people at the gas station. We don't, you know, I mean, it's just... I mean, Sharon and I, one year, there was a, we knew one of the young ladies was struggling that works at one of the gas stations, and we, we, we decided that secretly we wanted to be able to bless her, to be able to help her, because she was just going through such a difficult time. I mean, it isn't because you get known for what you do, it isn't because you get to toot your horn about what you do, but what it is is that you and I, because we have received so much, that we return it back by helping someone else, helping someone else. I had the honor this past week of being able to go down to Saginaw and uh, on Friday, for or Monday, excuse me, was it? Friday, thank you. On Friday, when Mona had, uh, they had well over 300 kids that went through and adults that went through to get blankets and pillows. You know, for you and I, we're like, blankets and pillows, what kind of gift is that? But I want to tell you that's the perfect gift if somebody doesn't have a pillow to sleep on and a blanket to keep them warm, huh? They gave toys to kids. They gave cookies and pizza and did all kinds of wonderful things. And and it was just awesome to see how Mona, she takes those kids up in her arms and she kisses them and she loves them and how she blesses the people there. Because see, for her, she's received a great gift, but what she's decided to do is to not keep that gift to herself, but to share that gift with others. Now, I'm not telling you to go out and start a ministry to help the needy or the poor, but that'd be a great thing if you did. But I am saying that could we look around us this week? Could we look around us for those who maybe don't feel connected this holiday? Maybe those who are struggling. Maybe those in our family who feel real disconnected, or maybe someone who's going through illness and is struggling right now to keep the faith. Or maybe it's someone who doesn't even have the faith, and we have the opportunity to show them the love of God. See, the perfect gift, the perfect gift is one that comes from one who knows what's needed. The perfect gift comes from the heart before it's ever given with the hand. And the perfect gift is not the gift we keep, but it's the gift that we share with others. Tonight, we're going to share the light. I'm going to ask all of the folks that helped me reading tonight, if you guys would all come up here, all the readers, if you guys want to come up, bring your candle too. I'm sorry, should have told you that. And uh, my ushers can, you guys can come up. Come on, Gerald. You guys can come up. Awesome. I'm gonna we'll go ahead and ask you to stand up, if you would. And uh, what I'm gonna ask you guys to do is go ahead and take a light from here and just go through the sanctuary, guys, and start sharing gals and guys and gals and share the light. Share it with everyone. As a symbol of the gift that's been shared with you, let's share the light with others tonight. There you go. You get it? Good job. Awesome. When uh, all the lights are lit, then I'm going to pray. So we'll just wait until that passes. Pass it down the aisle if you would. We're sharing the gift, the light that has come into the world. And just please watch your kids. We did have somebody set somebody's hair on fire a couple years ago. So just, <laughs> we have fire extinguishers available if needed. Amen. We can go ahead and start shutting lights out, Greg, if you want. There you go. Awesome. Does everybody got a light? I mean, lit up? <laughs> Amen. Excellent. Let's pray. Father God, I pray tonight, Lord, for every person here, that not one person would leave here without experiencing the true goodness of the gift that you've given to us, your Son, Jesus Christ.